time on timing, and uh, we're going to try and fit this into 20 minutes today, because I get told off by Simon otherwise. What I suggest is if I go through everything I'm going to kind of deliver, if you make notes of any questions, then we can do questions at the end, if that's all right. Um, Jonathan, there are some points here, okay? So I think there's five points. Okay. Do I have to draw them out? Yeah, you have to draw them out. I love all your drawings. Um, so there are five things we're going to talk about, and there are some subheadings in there. So I'll try and give you warning, but five things that we need to need to talk about. So moving on from our Activate uh, session that we did. So anyone who's listening who hasn't done Activate, I'd go and find it in the podcast and do it, because that was really our sort of big audit of 2020, what we wanted to leave behind in 2020 and what we wanted to take forward into 2021. And let's face it, a lot of us have just written January off, so February can be the start of 2021 again. Um, <laughs> so it's a good, good opportunity to, to do that. And then last week on the podcast, we talked about radical compassion, because we all felt that kind of wow, we're really not okay. There's so much still going on. So actually showing ourselves um, that radical compassion and Simon wrote a, a brilliant piece around that as well. So again, if you haven't heard that, it's worth listening into to kind of give yourself that real um, doubling down on self-care. But today what I wanted to talk about was build on both of those and talk about emotional hygiene, okay? And um, how do we keep our minds clean and healthy? Now, there might be different interpretations of clean as well in, in, in this group, but for this purpose, how do we keep it clean and healthy? So our minds can get really, really cluttered with um, everything that's going on around us, and it can weigh us down and prevent us from living our very best lives. So being able to clear out, have a bit of a spring clean. And today, for anyone who doesn't know, today is actually Groundhog Day. <laughs> I know every day can feel a bit like that at the moment, but it is actually Groundhog Day on the 2nd of February. Um, but the tradition behind Groundhog Day is if he comes out and it's sunny and can see his shadow, then we've got another at least six weeks of deep winter. So if it's not sunny where you are today, that's a good thing, all right? Because it means spring is on the way. It was in bulk yesterday, which is um, the, the beginning of, the, of spring, okay? So, um, but so we, um, so it's a good time to have a bit of a, a clear out, a bit of a spring clean, okay? But also what I want to talk today is how we practice that psychological, that emotional hygiene regularly. So we don't end up with it all kind of building up on, uh, on us. So it's, it's about being mindful of our psychological health and adopting brief but daily habits that we can monitor and address how healthy we are feeling emotionally, okay? So as I say, we talked about at Inactivate about how, we, how to feel our emotions and bring them into our awareness. Um, and then literally it's about decluttering, clearing, like you would in the house, big spring clean, it's just a chance to clear out all the old stuff and make space and create energy for the new. Okay, so it's a great time to, great time to do it. So also in Activate, we looked at going underneath the feelings, the emotional um, health or ill health that we were feeling and to look at the why underneath it. Um, and then techniques for clearing that. So if you're identified in that activity or you're feeling, you know, shame, guilt, regret, sadness, hopelessness, any of those sort of negative emotions, then there are great techniques that you can apply to clear that out. Okay, sort of, you know, once those symptoms have come up. Um, but this is about those daily habits, the things that we can do every day to help us build our resilience with our emotional health. Um, so, 
if we do that, we can then create the change and transformation that the kind of activate process did by looking at it as an audit of a whole year. But actually, if we do this regularly, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually, all the time, it means that in those micro clearouts, those micro cleanups, however often you want to do it, we can actually get the transformation and those changes that allow us to be better all the time. Okay, so that's the that's the trick from today's really. So we prevent we look at preventative rather than symptomatic. Uh, we look at responsive rather than reactive. Okay, and that will just make the world easier to navigate, right? And the world is quite tricky to navigate at the moment because we've got this sort of quicksand um, environment out there where things are changing so quickly. So anything we can do to make it easier for us to navigate that, obviously we want to do. Okay. So we need to prioritize our emotional or psychological health in the same way as we would our physical health, okay? Um, if you're not prioritizing your physical health either, obviously that's something to look at, all right? And I know we have the health group within the MO uh, membership as well. So what are we doing for our physical health, but also linking that into what are we doing for our emotional health? So the analogy is if we've got an open wound, right? If we cut ourselves, okay, we treat it, we, we put a plaster on it, we, we clear it out. But often when we have a wound that's sort of an emotional wound, we don't, what we do is we tend to pick at it, right? We think about it a lot. We go back in and we, something like failure, for example, if we're feeling like we failed somewhere, we don't treat it. What we do is we keep going back to it and we get into sort of this rinse and repeat um, idea, um, which is very damaging to our self-esteem and our overall emotional health, okay? So we talked about it before, um, this idea of our backpack. Simon and I have talked about this before, our backpack with all of these things that we're carrying around in there, right? So we need to clear those out. If we carry them around for too long, they, they you know, present themselves as stress, as anxiety, mm. lack of sleep, right? just a general feeling of, of no energy, no motivation, okay? So the emotional hygiene is really essential for us, that we address it and that we treat it. So we build um, emotional resilience. We start building that resilience muscle that we've talked about before by these daily practices, stretching it, practicing it. It's a bit like if you're going to start running, right? As you start running, you do um, greater... Uh, speed or greater distances your muscles will stretch and grow and build it's the same idea okay and if we can do that all the time then we will start to see our life improve or our quality of life improve so here's for the list jonathan um so uh the first thing is to when we are when we don't feel well emotionally in the same way as we would if we didn't feel well physically, we need to recognize it and we need to pay attention to it, okay? So we need to feel into the why underneath it. So if you are feeling lonely as, as an emotion, right? Which some of us probably are right now, as we talked about last week, whether you're with someone or not, you can feel very lonely, especially at the moment when we're so disconnected. Um, is feel into the why and take action. So once you've, you've, you've paid attention to it, what can you do to address it? And that might be as simple as even though you are perhaps talking to people all day, you know, Simon will know this and, and you guys will know this, you might be talking to people all day, all, all day, but it's not really helping you feel less lonely. So that's the time your action might be reach out to a friend that you can 
I know it means another Zoom call or another phone call, but actually where you can talk to them, not just because it's something in the business or something that you have to do. So if that's the reason, then take some action. So the, the first step is recognize it, pay attention, and then assess it, and then try and ease it. So do something that's gonna help. Now, if you're at the stage where actually you don't even have the energy to do that, then that's when you need to ask for help. Okay, so if even doing that seems too hard, that's when I'd say you need to reach out to somebody and get some help. Okay, whatever that help might be. Okay, the second one is coming back to our radical compassion idea. So this is be gentle and compassionate with yourself. Because we are conditioned, we've, I've talked about this um, in, in sessions before and, and with all of, of you probably, is we're conditioned to blame ourselves. We can be extremely self-critical in these situations. So last week, we told that part of ourselves to politely fuck off. Okay, the kids aren't here, so I can swear. Um, but today, what I want to talk about is the more practical things we can do. So once we've told that self-critical person to do one, all right, what can we do to bring ourselves back to a better emotional state? So really simple things, you know, relax, go and have a cup of tea, okay? Breathe, seems really obvious. Saw a great um, a meme that I'm gonna share in the group later about um, how much money we spend on um, uh, going to people who tell us how to um, breathe and drink water, right? <laughs> Two fundamental things in life, right? But we go, and, we go and seek people out to tell us that we need to do that. Yoga being a great example, right? Learn how to breathe and drink water, go to your yoga class, yeah? So essential. So breathe consciously, okay? Actually stop, relax, and breathe consciously. A great way to do this is to breathe. There is a term for this, can't remember what it is, but take four, breathe in and count to four, hold it for four and then slowly breathe out for eight for a count of eight. It's box breathing, I think it's called. Yeah. And the numbers don't really matter. It's bringing consciousness to your breath. Okay. So do that for a few minutes just to relax and just sort of ground yourself. Yeah. Um, and then once you've done that, accept the possibility that it is impossible for everything to be your fault. Okay, there are so many factors in any situation, it is pretty much impossible for it always to be completely your fault. So bring some awareness to that. Don't compare yourself to others, right? Comparison is a really, really um, negative thing that we can bring in. That's not to say you can't look to someone else to be inspired or, or, or admire or aspirational, but when we compare ourselves critically to others, it tends to just actually keep us stuck, yeah? Um, Things will get better is, is a good thing to remember. And the, the best, you know, uh, phrase for this, and if Shelley was here, I'm sure she'd come, she'd come in with one as well, is this too will pass, right? It's a really simple phrase, but it's the truth. Whatever is going on right now, it will pass. Yeah, so just remembering that. Um, and then trying to bring it round is look at whatever you're going through as a learning experience, okay? So try and think, so once you've done all the other things, relax, breathe, um, realize it's not all your fault, okay? Um, understand things will get better and then think, okay, what can I learn from this? Because that immediately starts to turn us from negative into positive, okay? In that gentleness though, that doesn't mean that you're blameless, okay? So it, it also includes a level of honesty. So if there is something in whatever you've done that you could do differently or that you realize is something to do with you, then be honest about it. Yeah, don't have to tell the world, but just be honest about it with yourself, because otherwise, if not, 
you will know that you're lying to yourself. So that bit will stay with you. That bit of emotional baggage will stay with you, right? So you've got to be honest with yourself and then let it go, okay? Um, and think about how you're going to resolve to do it better in, in the future, okay? So that's the second one. The third one is don't ruminate on it, okay? We are not cows. I have been called a cow in the past on numerous occasions, right? But generally, we are not cows, okay? So the trouble is we replay and replay and replay, right? Okay, and that clutters up even more, clutters up our minds, yeah? So we need to teach our mind not to focus on the negative and not to ruminate on the negative, okay? For some reason, our brains go to, we can keep, keep playing the negative over and over again. We have to practice to play the positive over and over again, okay? So even if you just bring awareness to, I'm not gonna ruminate on this, I'm not a cow, okay? Great way to do this as well is to distract yourself. Now, point here, you know we've talked about good habits and bad habits before. Don't distract yourself with bad habits, okay? Don't distract yourself when you feel like this. Don't distract yourself with a glass of wine or a beer or Netflix or anything like that. OK, because it won't actually help you. There's nothing wrong with any of those things, by the way. But when you need, feel the need to distract from this ruminating, bad habits is not a good place to go. Right. Those sorts of things that you enjoy doing, watching a great film with a glass of wine is for when you're OK. All right. They are your desires at that stage. OK, but if you use them to replace when you're not feeling OK, they become bad habits. Right. I think we've talked about that before. So good things to distract, distract yourself with are oh, go for a walk, get some exercise. Um, other things you might want to try, do a puzzle. Puzzles are great for just a few minutes of distraction. Have a puzzle out somewhere that you keep going back to and doing a little bit more, right? Colouring, okay? Mindful colouring, yeah, it's great. You know, you can get books or you can print stuff off and just for a few minutes, just focus on doing that colouring, right? It just helps your mind get away from that repeat cycle, yeah? Um, yoga's great as well if you can do some yoga. Um, drawing, painting, whatever is your thing, but something that will just distract you, only has to be for a few minutes, it reduces your negative focus, okay? Um, and I'm sure you've got loads of other ideas, but just keep in mind what's a, what's a healthy distraction, okay? And have those things at hand. You know, if you know that doing a puzzle helps you, if you know that coloring in one of those nice um, coloring things helps you, have them to hand. So if you feel yourself ruminating, you can quickly go, right, okay, I need to go and do something, right? Or go for a quick walk, whatever it is. So number four, change your response to the the, the emotional disease that you're feeling disease you're at ease emotionally okay and one of the things is you know one of the things that we often will will um carry around with us as part of this is failure all right we feel like we failed in some way um shame shelly isn't here because i know she'd love this one focus on what you can do and not what you can't right it is as simple as that right you know because if we just keep focus about what we can't do and what went wrong that's going to keep us in a negative state so rather than doing that once you've you know relaxed gone and done all of the you know breathing once you've distracted yourself then when you can come back to it is make a list of the lessons you've learned so to turn that negative focus to a positive focus so actually list out what have i learned here okay um things you would do better if you could do it again so it's in going through it again and going i got it wrong i'm a failure i messed up it's okay if i had this opportunity again what would i do differently get really specific about it because it starts taking you then into the present and the future if it happens again then you can start planning and setting goals and preparing 
for the next time, for the next instance of that, okay? And if you look at all successful people, they have messed up, failed several times, right? We've, we, we, you know, if we look at stories, everyone's like, oh, an overnight success. But when you actually dig into it, there are very few people who had an overnight success, right? You know, the, the Edison story about the light bulb, you know, hundreds of attempts to do it wrong, right? And then there was the one that was right, okay? So persistence does pay off, okay? So coming back to then, once you've done all those other steps is now you can actually start, right? What have I learned? What would I do differently? And then how do I plan to go again? But only when you've done the other steps, don't jump to that step because then you'll be coming out of place from, I'm still not feeling okay. Then number five, make it a habit. So this is the daily practice. This is the preventative. This is the responsive, not reactive. That isn't going to necessarily be easy, as in you might get it wrong. You need to put in um, effort and discipline. I need to do this daily. We need to make it work for us. So what is going to work for us? Find the things. This is going to take a bit of playfulness and a bit of experimenting. What things do distract me? What things do help me feel better? Practice it. Make it work for you. But by doing that, you will get to a cleaner, healthier, more resilient mind. OK. If. Um, if you get there, if you work through these five steps regularly and start building them into your daily practice, into your daily routine, then actually you will have less fires to fight. Right. And when fires do come up, you will deal with them with much more ease and grace and not just resilience, but actually um, the ability to respond. And therefore, once you get into responsive, you will spot more of the opportunities in those challenges that life throws at us. When you're coming at it from a, a emotional disease place, not at ease with how we are dealing with it, then we tend to see the negative and we don't see the opportunities. So once we get built this into our habits, it opens up how we see things, okay? Um, if there's anything from the activate um, uh, exercise that you've done or what we've talked about today, that seems deeper than that. Emotions you really can't shift. Right. And I know for a lot of us, the, the activate um, process, you know, things like guilt, shame, a bit more resistance, a bit harder to, 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 to move. Right. A bit harder to, to let go of. Hopelessness night might be one that you're, you know, struggling with a little bit to let go of. Then, you know, Come and get extra help with those if they're, if they're stuck, right? There are lots of things we can do to let go of those, but it might take a little bit more um, intention um, and effort to get rid of those. This other, these daily habits are to help building you up that resilience moving forward. I might have just squeezed that in in 20 minutes, Simon. <laughs> you did a great job, as you always do, Rebecca. I've got... Um... The other guys might have a question or two, I don't know, but I have, and it's probably... It's probably a topic in itself, but okay. the, the the final point there, which is around daily habits, which mm -hmm. is the one that you didn't go into as much detail on, uh, for many people, I think, is possibly the, the, the one that would spark a lot of other positives. Yeah. So undoubtedly, people got into their own habits. So, and undoubtedly, those habits over the last 12 months were different to the ones they were 12 months beforehand for, for others it might, wouldn't have been rightly or wrongly 
But if you're aware that you need to create new ones, break old ones, and what, what's the, is there like a, a central thing that you must do to start that process off? Awareness, right? And awareness of the fact that as human beings, it is much easier to keep a bad habit than start a good new habit. I think we did a session around habits, didn't we? So I think there is something in the podcast from last year that we did around it. So the first thing is being aware of it. Um, and then it's actually thinking it's the Groundhog Day thing is a great one, because if you think about it, Groundhog Day feels like Groundhog Day because we're doing the same thing over and over again. Right. So if we can bring awareness to that and go, OK, so in my daily in my Groundhog Day, right, get really honest about it. What does Groundhog Day look like for me? And then in it go, go, in it go which parts of these Groundhog Day are not serving you? Thanks, Simon. Which part of this Groundhog Day aren't serving me well? And how can I switch that out for a more positive or a more um, healthy habit? And then, like I say, the thing you need to do then is commit to it. Yeah, so intentional is a great word. I'm intending to replace this habit with this new habit. In that, then, be kind to yourself, because tomorrow you might forget, right? That's fine. It's day one. OK, so then you start again. Again, it's so easy to keep going back to our bad habits, but we don't allow ourselves to try a new habit and go, I messed up today. Let's start again together tomorrow. Yeah. So bring intention to it. And um, accountability is another great one. Get a buddy, get a buddy and say, look, I've recognized that there are three things that I do that are not serving me well right now. Right. But they are my habits. So I slip back into them really easily. These are three things I want to replace these bad habits with. These are three positive habits. I want you to hold me to account. Right. And then invite them. So what are your three things that you want to swap out and make it simple? Just do three. Don't try and change everything. Right. Don't try and change everything. Just pick even pick one. Right. But a buddy is a great idea to help you, you know, and check in with each other. You know, set up a, a you know a WhatsApp group with that person and, and, and exchange a message. You always have at 10 o'clock in the morning that you're going to check in with that person. What are you doing today to make sure you do your habit? Right. You know, the health group's a great one. You guys do that, you know, in terms of what, what intentions you've set there. But health, you know, maybe we need to make sure that we're expanding the health thing to include psychological health as well as going out. And I know going out for a walk and a run is good for our health as well, but there are other things that aren't li linked with our physical health that might be worth bringing in there. Um, or get a coach. That's always another great way of having accountability, of course. They'll plug there for us coaches. Yeah. Does that answer your question, Simon? It does answer my question. Thank you, Rebecca. And uh, and as, as I said, and as you alluded to, I'm pretty certain that we have covered this. And if not, it is in itself its own its own topic right now. But I think you're right. The accountability is probably, well, you weren't in accountability. I, I agree. Because um, <clears throat> the problem is tomorrow never comes, is it? Unless you have that. Um, I do that. You know, um, we've all been there at stages in our in our lives um, and possibly accentuated um, right now. So, no, that's good. Um, is anybody else? To, sorry, coming back to on that accountability thing is, you know, the more self-accountable you can get. Buddies are great. Accountability buddies are great. But it's also about being self-accountable. Comes back to this. Don't lie to yourself. Right. If you if you haven't done it one day, just be honest. And go, I didn't do it today. I'll try again tomorrow. What we tend to do is we we are we we. You know, we find excuses or we blame ourselves. That takes us back in a negative cycle, right? So, um, you know, set your intentions and then go easy on yourself while you build up that habit. Yeah, so, uh, sorry, just to, um, well, to add to that and then to just think about the last point, um, 
when you're setting new habits, it's for all of us as our characters, I imagine we're all fairly similar. Um, it's very easy to go, right, um, so I'm going to set a new habit. I'm going to do X type of exercise or whatever. And after the first session, you feel absolutely exhausted. You think, what well, did I bother doing that for? I'll just go and get a glass of wine. Um, and um, I just, uh, I found that starting, uh, it's completely against my nature, but starting small has made a big difference to the enjoyment of it. You know, feeling as though you've done something small, even if it's just 15, 20 minutes of something, instead of going, right, I've got to commit to a full hour of, you know, high intensity interval training. And, and if I don't do the hour, then I'm a failure. Um, it's more like, you know what, I'm just going to do 15 minutes of something. Something's better than nothing. Um, and then as you get better at it, do do more of it. But um, my mentality has always been 100% from the off, and that doesn't help. No, absolutely. And we are, we're all that, you know, we were talking about this before we before we started recording, you know, we all have quite similar um, personalities like this. We go yeah. big, right? If we're going to do something, we go big. And and certainly when I'm talking to you guys about leadership, you know, and, and going beyond what you're capable of, yes, we're going to go big with that. But underlying all of that has to be that we're more than okay to be able to do that. So mm. in this sense, absolutely, Jonathan, baby steps. What mm. can I do for five minutes a day? And then mm. celebrate it. I think that's the other thing, you know, is we can dismiss that big win of just building a five minute new daily habit that's healthy for our minds. Celebrate the fuck out of it. Right. Mm. You know, mm. because then we can then go, right. What else can we do? Yeah. Whereas we, we kind of don't give ourselves credit for that. I said I wasn't going to swear. I, I have. Um, and the only other so, thing is the fifth is a fifth point plan and prepare for how yeah. to respond to it so like create yourself a bit of a toolkit i've never thought about that before um because i'm not great at that but um but actually thinking about um right if i'm in this situation again what am i going to do before i get to the ruminating stage yeah uh, yeah so um, i'm going to work on that yeah and great things you know we like our whiteboards don't we with stuff up on it and what we've done and what we've got planned have one up where that's there's somewhere got your emotional first aid kit right mm. written up so that when you get into it and you're staring into space running through all this stuff you can just look up and go ah oh, okay right yeah better go and do that where's the mm. puzzle let's get the puzzle out right so yeah anything you can do to remind yourself of that is is a really good idea love that julia anything no, I think the ruminating bit is the, that's the bit that's um, kind of, that is sort of been a big constant. And I think it's getting out of the, the ruminating. And that is what I do at three o'clock in the morning and, and you can't help the things going through. So it is finding ways I've been doing, you know, the breathing. Um, and I, I think this is all correct. I know that I feel I have a lot of these things. Um, so I think that it's, yeah, it's good to know ideas for not doing it. And I do, and I do funnily enough, occasionally do, do with my daughter the colouring in and things like that. And it is quite good. And we started doing just before Christmas, you doing kind of did a couple of jigsaws, which I hadn't really done before. So I'm trying to find other things that can be almost, it's like brainless, brainless stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's, but I, I found very early in lockdown drinking was I just went completely off the alcohol because you said it just it sent my brain into the wrong direction yeah and yeah. then you, you then you ruminate even more and then you think a bit more and then you get a bit more cross so I, I haven't really drunk at all since much of the the last year um so no I, it's really interesting but what the thing that's interesting is 
as well as the, the Groundhog Day part is that it's when you're trying to change your life that there's still you how to it gets more frustrating because you know you have to keep on doing some of the Groundhog Day bits because that's what you've done before you can completely transfer out into the new and the, the things that aren't. So now it's that balancing the Groundhog and moving away from it, but you've still got to do parts of Groundhog yeah. in order to get yourself to the next yeah. part. But every day, the Groundhog Day, you want to do less and less and less of. Yeah. One of the yeah. things I got, Julia, from Groundhog Day, because I've been thinking about it a lot, is is slightly changing the routine. And you might you might not have the the flexibility to do it. My son's grown up. He was off to work at seven this morning. Um, but, um, you know, I'm normally half six-ish, get up, you know, feed all the animals, take the dog out for a walk, come back, check my messages, get do some gym work, get my breakfast, you know, all of that before half eight. And um, what I've found is if I just mix up the days a bit, so like, you know what, one day I'm just going to get up at half seven, eight o'clock, and, and then I'm, I'm still going to get started about quarter to nine, nine o'clock, but I just won't have done all of that other stuff before I get started for the day. And then the next day, I find I'm more energised to get up at 6, 6.30 and do loads of stuff before I get started. But do it, having the same routine every single day kills me. You know, yeah. finishing at different times, just last night, quarter to five, that's it, done. You know, uh, whereas, you know, I'm dragging it on till half six, seven o'clock some nights other times. Um, yeah. It just it makes the day feel different. Yeah, because we're yeah. not machines, right? You know, routine is good for us. That That's true. You know, and any of us who have got young kids at, at home know that routine is really important for, for children. It is for us as well. However, um, it, you know, we aren't machines. We, we are not designed to just do the same thing day in, day out, you know, all mm. the time, right? So I think, you know, your idea, Jonathan, is really great. Either go with how it feels and go, you know what, today doesn't, doesn't feel right, or intentionally mess up your routine every now and again, right? To That's what I do the night before. Yeah. yeah, decide. So, yeah. So the night before, I just go, right, tomorrow, if I feel like it, I'm just going to stay in bed till eight. Yeah. And, and, and then whatever happens after that, then that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guarantee you, I never, ever felt like that. I was always rigid, get in that office, bang on pretty much the same time every day, yep. work till the same time every day. Everything has been routine. It's taken me a year to work it out, to be fair. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. It is. I mean, obviously, I've still got um, a young, youngish child. Um, so there is there has to be an element of it but it is you're right it's much better being able to just say oh you know oh bugger that I don't need to do that at that time I I think that is that is definitely because I've always been such a creature I am everything has to be done at certain times and yeah you know things, things can't what do you mean you could do that at that time and then, and so I'm trying to to kind of I am trying to move that around which does which I think is really is definitely a good thing actually this morning I, I woke up and the first thing I did was listen to a clubhouse first time I've ever done that there you go <laughs> but That's also great. I bet your daughter would love it if you just went yeah. you know what tomorrow morning just get up whenever you feel like it <laughs> not, not on the school day well, well, morning, I don't know well, it could well, this morning we did let months. her have we did let her have an extra half hour we did yeah, say just for get, this morning just, just, just do a, what you want tomorrow yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, and I agree, Jonathan, because, you know... None I, of it matters. No, no, I've got three kids at home and they are feeling like it's Groundhog Day <laughs> at the moment, right? You know, I know Simon's boys are the same, right? You know, and actually as an, as an adult, you know, we talk, you know, a lot of what I've talked about with you guys is about how we are conditioned to feel these ways, 
right? Yeah. You know, something you said earlier, Julie, about your daughter, you know, really wants to make sure everyone's happy and pleased with her. Yeah. That's, that's a condition that she's going to take forward in her life. So giving yeah. her permission every now and again to go, I tell you what, do you want to choose not to do that today? Right? Do you want to choose to, you know, I, I've said it to boys sometimes, right? You've got a choice. You can either do that lesson or if you really don't feel like doing it, that's fine. Let's do something else though. Let's go for a walk. Let's do um, something else. And that's right. You're, you know, our children will love us for sometimes yeah. allowing them to rebel a little bit and do something they love. There's a great post I just commented on by Joe Gregory about how kids fill up their cups. And my mm. comment was absolutely, but actually we need to as well. And, you know, actually, if you're going to look at filling your kids um, cups up with some a bit of fun, join in because you need it too, right? So, mm. let's, okay, let's cancel the class. Let's go and do a puzzle. Let's go and play outside. Let's go and play in the snow that we don't have. <laughs> don't be jealous, Jonathan. I need to let that one go. Need to let that Very go. funny. Because that is this morning's the morning that you know I have I have done that already and you know Brilliant. she get to and we've said to her she really doesn't want to do PE today so we've skived her off that as well so you know we've just thought you know what well, none of it really matters no, it doesn't <laughs> I think happy I think for these kids yeah you're right they they need to have that bit of of something else it's so routine for them at the moment they're literally just going to school it's just routine they're not even getting the fun of something happening on the way to school or a yeah, fight yeah. breaking out at lunchtime mm. you know there's none of that for them it's just the routine and if it's hard for us you know it's going to be hard for them and start building in that idea of a healthy habit is to assess how you feel right all those steps that we've just gone through help your children you know mm. or anyone else around you to walk through those steps and make an intentional choice about what we need to do for our own emotional well-being yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to dash. I'm afraid, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to dash because um, because of the snow, I've had to take Jeanette up to the stable, so I'm going to have to go and pick her up now. Um, stop going on about which, the snow, John. Yeah, stop which the is fine. <laughs> and then we're going to play snowballs anyway. with the neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thanks very everybody. much, though. Thank you. Catch Brilliant. up with you Thanks, soon, Rebecca. Cheers.